everybody. Welcome to the Faith and Fandom podcast. Hector Mira here. And uh, as you now know, Faith and Fandom is part of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. And you can check that out on Love Thy Nerd first uh, for exclusive interviews and things weeks and months before they go anywhere else. And uh, today I'm joined by Paul Minyard of Sketchy Sermons. Paul, uh, tell us who you are, man. Hey, Hector. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So my name is Paul Minyard. Uh, I'll give you my my, my whole spiel, I'm uh, 46 years old. I live in Central Virginia with my wife and two kids. I run a web development, a really tiny web development company by day. Um, and when I'm not doing any of that, I run an art experiment on Instagram that I call Sketchy Sermons, where I draw uh, interesting people who say interesting things, usually Christians. Uh, I, I try to branch out from time to time. I'll, I'll find the wisdom wherever it is, and sometimes it's not even Christians saying it, so I will draw them as well. Okay. Um, why do you call it an experiment? I don't know where it's going yet. Um, I, I wish I could say like, like oh, I devised this five-year plan and I'm doing this and that, but I started out uh, just drawing sketch notes online uh, of sermons and things like that and posting them. And it's kind of morphed into uh, where I draw quotes of people. Um, that's kind of uh, led into some different book deals and things like that. So it's it's kind of this evolving thing. I don't I don't know where it's going or or what it is quite yet. So it's still <laughs> it's still kind of an experiment. And even if somebody was like came to me and was like, "Hey, how do I how do I build a platform like yours?" I'd be like, "I don't know, man. It's it's like I'm falling down the stairs and somehow I haven't broken my neck yet." Um. Yeah, one of the questions that I've just thought about doing is like, you know, I know you just con you consider it an experiment. And you don't have a direction. Do you consider this a ministry? I, you know, I used to not. I used to like shy away from that. Um, but I feel like once you get in the place where you feel like you might be influencing people, then you you it, it's beneficial to call it a ministry. Now it's not a formal ministry. I don't take any money. I'm not a five hundred c three. I'm not. Um, doing anything like that. Uh, but I try to be careful with my words. I try to have a purpose that's uh, God-driven, you know, that's not just uh, clout and platform. Uh, you know, I want to try to do something that I think that God's kind of steering me into. So I would call it a ministry in that sense. If it is a ministry, it's not a formal one and it's a slow moving one for sure. So uh, I'm not looking to take over the world or anything, but but yeah, if I can spread the gospel and influence a couple people along the way, then yeah, sure, I would I would call it a ministry. So you said you started out with like just sermon notes. Who was like the first person you sketched? Oh wow! Uh, so uh, in this capacity, man. yeah. So that goes that goes kind of far back. So I go to uh, uh, Thomas Road Baptist Church here in, in Lynchburg, Virginia, and. I, I would always find myself, so it started sketching, I would find myself in sermons drifting a lot where I'm just not paying attention. Um, and so I started bringing a notebook and instead of taking notes, I ended up sketching most of the time. And so I would start creating these kind of weird, elaborate uh, notes that were more pictures. Uh, at some point, I, uh, you know, talk, I, I got the book, The Sketch Note. Is it the Sketchnote Army? I think so. No, the Sketchnote Handbook, and and just kind of learn about this whole note taking style. Um, so the first person that I draw would have been my pastor, uh, Jonathan Falwell. I'm pretty sure that's the first one. Now I don't think I've ever posted it because the early years of sketchy sermons, the the pictures were really bad. <laughs> like they were. And I'm not like trying to be that artist, like, oh my gosh, they were bad. And then you look at it and they look great. Like they were, they were pretty bad. So, um, so yeah, I started drawing him, uh, when COVID happened and everything got locked down. Um, I started seeking out other people, you know, just kind of interested in what other churches were doing and whether kind of people were talking. And I kind of opened up this whole realm of, uh, Christian speakers and, and people that are out there that, that I never even knew, you know, it's kind of easy to be insular and kind of into your own thing. Um, but I really enjoyed just kind of going out and hearing other people's sermons and the things that they were saying. So to give you to to put a button in that really short question, <laughs> Jonathan Falwell was probably the first person I drew. Um, but I gosh, I couldn't even find that. It's some it's I'm sure it's on some paper somewhere. I'd have to dig back for it. Okay. Um, I know that like that's for some people that's not that's kind of a foreign concept i've seen uh, i've seen it be become more popular in some areas i've spoken at a camp this summer and some 12 year old drew me while i was speaking and i was like oh oh like, that's I, awesome and i pointed him <laughs> to your instagram and um 
and then there was one lady one time I was doing a sermon and she pulled out a straight up mini easel and oh, started wow. like painting in her seat. And I was like, and I'm just like, just kind of like, what are you doing? And I didn't like, <laughs> like draw attention. She brought, she's like, here, I painted this. And it was like, just an abstract, an abstract thing. And I was like, thanks. She's like, this is your sermon. And I'm like, fantastic. Wow. It's still, that it's still on my, some... my desk. That's awesome. That takes some guts. Cause I, I mean, I'll be there with my tiny little notebook, like, like, no, like, you know, like hiding it. I have, I've never brought an iPad to church cause I felt like I would be too self-conscious. So that's pretty awesome that she <laughs> busted out the easel. <laughs> I was like, she came there with a purpose and I was like, all right, thank you. Um, that's been on my desk for like four years now. So it's, it's pretty neat. Um, I can respect that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that is bold. Cause I definitely don't have that kind of confidence to just walk up after somebody's message and be like, um, <laughs> here's what I thought of what you did in, in <laughs> right. artistic format. Um, you said you've been branching out and, you know, I, there's a big variety of stuff that you've done. Uh, have you caught any flack for going on any particular speaker or anything? Like, have you got any negative feedback? Oh, sure. I mean, so, it, you know, the online world is is definitely has its camps. So it, it's it's a lot of times what you're posting isn't even like the content almost doesn't even matter. It's the person and what camp are they in? And they're not in my camp. So, you know, and, and it, it can be kind of brutal. Christians could be rough with each other. You know, it's it's funny when I first got into it, I thought atheists were going to like be a problem for me. I was like, oh, great. They're going to come out of the woodwork. I rarely get atheists or non-theists you know showing up it's it's the christians who brutalize you it's oh you you posted a picture of beth moore like she's not a christian and neither are you like oh okay you know so so you yeah there's definitely some pushback depending on what i'm posting um i try not to go too hard in the paint on either side it's like i i, I want to listen to what other people are saying and i'm kind of interested in hearing other sides uh, even ones that I don't agree with, but yeah, there's, there's definitely pushback. If you, if you kind of venture outside of your, your thing or your, your spectrum, you know, people can get, get can definitely get upset. And, and, and there's times where I've been mistake where I've made mistakes too. I mean, I've done, I did a singles post one time. Um, and you know, it, 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 and that was one where it was like, okay, I've, I've been married for, you know, this year will be 26 years, but singles don't want to hear what people who've been married for a very long time have to say about being single. And, and I respected that. So it's, you know, there's definitely learning experiences like that where you kind of step in the wrong thing and um, you get put in your place, which, which I'm thankful for, but yeah, there's, there's definitely some pushback, but uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's like I said, I try to do this from a good place. Like I'm not trying to get clout and followers. So, you know, it's like, I'll, I'll get, I'll get a piece. I'll pray about it. I put it out and, you know, for, for the most part, it's received in the way that, you know, I intended it. So m most of the people that come to the site or to the, the, to my social media channels are, you know, gracious and understanding. So I appreciate that. And it's, it's never the things that you think are going to usually cause you flack that end up being the most negative feedback too. It's just, you know, and I, I find for my stuff and, I it's let's not not the non-theists or it's not the atheists. It primarily is either Christians or people who are currently disgruntled with Christianity. So they might be believers, but they're mad at the church. I feel like I get more mad at mm. the church people than anything. Um, and like I've got one person on Instagram who literally just if I mention the word church, I'm going to get a. And I was like, you know what this is? Why are you here? right? Yeah, yeah. This, uh, you know, yeah. At some point, it's like this content might not be for you. Like, go, go, enjoy your life. Like, you don't need to <laughs> get so riled up over things that I'm saying. You're like, you don't have to watch it at all. Yeah, no, I agree. People get in their their camps and whatnot. And there's definitely things that I've that I've posted where I I you know stepped into a hornet's nest. And you know, some some things people just they're there to fight especially instagram's a little better i mean i find twitter is definitely where people go to fight like if if you're looking to to hear some words like just post something on twitter and and you will get those words for sure i feel like my facebook community is where i get more because i know everybody's platforms are different like i know your instagram is massive and like 
yeah, like I know your Facebook isn't as active, you know, in some regards with that. For me, it's like my Facebook is big, bigger than my Instagram, and which means I have an old audience. And, um, mm. but like my, I catch myself getting like anxiety waves when I get Facebook notifications. Like this person commented on your post. I'm like, oh no, right. Uh, <laughs> not that guy. Um, right. Uh, so what is your, like, you mentioned a site, uh, do you have like, what's your preferred medium for people to see your stuff? Uh, right now it's Instagram. I, I had taken my site down for a little bit cause I wasn't keeping it updated. So I'm trying to get that back together. Um, you know, the, the reason why I believe my Instagram's bigger than any other ones, that was the one that was easiest for me to be consistent on. Like I just wasn't as consistent with Facebook, and still aren't now. I, I find that the thing I liked, I've always liked about Instagram, although it's changing, is that it was very like you post this thing and like here's your comments and here's your DMs. And then when you go into Facebook, it's like, oh my gosh, like here's marketplace and games and ads and blah, blah, blah. Like it was always so overwhelming for me. So Instagram just kind of lent itself to it. So I'm trying to get to the place where my site is part of that process where I'm uploading back again to there first, so to speak. So I'm trying to figure out a good way to do that. But um, you would think as a web developer, like I'd have that all figured out, but uh, I don't like cobbler's kids have no shoes. I'm just like, that's, that thing's limping along. And <laughs> it, it's what you do professionally. Doesn't always apply to what you do personally. And, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's one of the things like a cook's house is always has ingredients, but not food. Um, right. <laughs> um with that do you feel uh well i know too with one thing that i've enjoyed is that uh like i am not the best at maintaining my own website um but there's some feature we've got that puts whatever my most recent instagram up so i appreciate that because if not it's like three or four months in between of updating stuff <laughs> right uh with like i know you, we asked you about your first what's your favorite piece you've done so far not response, like, but your favorite that you've been like, oh, this wow, was, this was the best. You know, I, I think like most artists, probably my latest one is the one I hate the least, you know, because it's 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that that's probably my write off sample. The, the one I really the one that I really grew from was I did the uh, this was a few years ago. I did the seven prophetesses of the Old Testament, which I never knew was a thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, you know, Sarah and, um, Holda and Deborah, like they're all categorized as the, the seven. And that, that one was really interesting to me because it was, I was drawing, I was learning, um, and, and, you know, just highlighting the area that was, you know, kind of, I don't want to say neglected, but you just don't hear about, you know, if you're, if you're talking you about women heroines in the Bible, it's usually like Ruth and Ezra are holding all the weight, right? But, but there's all these other people. And so that one, that one was a suggestion that came in. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And still to this day, it's one of my favorite ones, you know, it's, it's, it, that one was fun. Cause it's, uh, you know, those are more fun because you're not trying to get a likeness of a person. Like you're almost kind of imagining it's more design and figuring things out and, and the way I drew them too. And I wasn't trying to be, uh, uh accurate so to speak with like what they would wear. So it's like, Oh, I could really make up whatever I want here. So that one, that one was a lot of fun and I really enjoy it to this day. Okay. Uh, what, what's been your mo one that's got you the most response? Is it the same or no? Uh, generally I'm trying to think I've done one of Jackie Hill Perry that, that kind of blew up a little bit. I've never gone viral with anything. Um, but that one was probably my most, uh, the one I got a lot for, but, but people like that get, you know, it's like you get one group that like loves that person and they show up and they're, they're excited and you get the other group that hates that person and they show up too. And they're all like clashing. So it's, it's, it's weird. I almost don't like those. Cause it's like, I don't know. I don't want people fighting in the comments, <laughs> you know, and on one hand it's like, okay, well, this is good engagement. But on the other hand, like we don't, we don't need to be fighting here. We don't need to be going back and forth here, you know, and, and fortunately that one stayed pretty mild. I did one of uh, Taylor Schumann not long ago. Uh, she's a, a, a gun shooting survivor. She was, I, I don't remember the shooting. It was some mass shooting, but like she got shot in the hand, I believe. And I did a, one of her and then people were super serious about their guns and it, it got really bad. Like I was having to go and block people and delete comments. Like that's the, 
one of the only posts that I've ever gone in and actually edited like that because it's, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, so it's that one I didn't like because it was like, well, I'm, I'm glad I got a highlighter message. But at the end of the day, it's like I didn't like the the drama with it, so to speak. So I, I try to stay away from those unless I really have something to say on that. Are there any uh, classic because I know you've you've got you've gone some super old school, not biblical folks as well, like, you know, just uh old preachers and literature are there any pieces like like just messages you've had that you wanted to like this is a goal we're going to do this one eventually oh gosh yeah i mean i've got like a folder where i like take screenshots and ideas and quotes and it's i mean it's got thousands of images in it now so i've <laughs> i've gotten to the point where i'm like I almost need to declare bankruptcy on it um you know honestly it's one of those things where it's like i could do these all day like i i could literally like if I was independently wealthy, like I'd probably post two or three a day, like one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one at night. And I still wouldn't hit all the people that I want to draw. Um, you know, there's just so many good people out there with so many good ideas. It's, it's almost a shame. I wish I had more time to do it. So as far as someone specific, um, no, I mean, you know, it's, it's such a, you know, it's weird. Somebody who I'd really want to draw today might not be somebody I'd be you know, impressed upon a couple months from now. So, you know, and honestly, right now I'm like, I'm, I'm working on a couple of big projects. So it's, it's even kind of hard to think about because I've had to slow down this year to work on those, but I'm sure next year I'll have a better, <laughs> a better answer for you on that one. So on big projects, you just had uh, announced or showed a book cover uh, that you just did. Tell us about that. Yeah. So that was cool. That was a uh, John clash. He's a, 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 I guess he'd be an evangelist, but, but, uh, he reached out and asked me to do a book cover for him. So that was, that was a lot of fun. So that was enjoyable. Every now and then somebody reaches out and asks for a book cover or something like that. I usually have to like, as of now, I usually have to turn them down or tell them to wait till next year. Cause I just, I don't have the bandwidth to do it, but that was a, that was a neat one. That one was interesting. Cause I I've always had this idea of like this, uh, playing card book cover where it's like, you know, you've got the the good and the bad. And then when you flip it around, it's, it's, you know, it, you're able to kind of see two different things. So I was glad he really liked that idea and it, it worked with that one. So that one was, that one was a lot of fun to work on. And obviously the message it's, it's, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of the law. It's about the law of attraction. So the whole like manifesting wealth and ideas and prosperity. So he speaks against that pretty, pretty rigidly. So, um, but no, that was a fun that was a fun project to be on. Do you think there's going to be any backlash for that from that community or I don't I don't think so. I don't think I've got that many people that follow me that are into that. I mean, I am pretty blatantly Christian in my <laughs> posts and content. So <clears throat> yeah, unless although I will say I had I did a picture of Rain Wilson not too long ago and he's uh, the Baha'i faith, which I'd never, I'd honestly never heard of. I didn't even know it was a thing. And that's probably more in that like nebulous, like yeah. wish your intentions into the world type thing. And so there was some, you know, there was some pushback and some, some different comments on that, but, um, but yeah, that one, not, not super strong. So I don't know. I, I feel like people keep me in line pretty good. If I start veering you know, too far in one direction. I've uh, got his book sitting on my to-do list for uh, Soul Boom, the book yeah. that he just put out. That he was, I think he was promoting that uh, in the one that you drew of him. That he was promoting. He was doing like podcasts and stuff promoting his book. But uh, yeah, I. But he was the first person of Baha'i faith I've ever heard of. Um, I think it was back when The Office was in like the second season or so, and uh, somebody because he before this. Um, he had a passion project uh, website that he was running while the office was running called Soul Pancake. I remember um, that. Yeah. And so Soul Pancake was kind of like I had a bunch. I, I was a college minister for years and a lot of my college kids would get on Soul Pancake just to like chat and forum with other people about their beliefs and stuff. So it was an interesting uh, experience with that. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is. No, I mean, I was really interested in that because I'm not, you know, I'm I'm obviously not searching, you know, I'm not looking <laughs> into the Baha'i faith or right. anything, but it was like, I appreciated his focus of like, you know, this idea of like, let's look at this, let's look at the spiritual things of this world. And I, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people where I just, I believe that God le leads you down 
twisty paths, you know, it's not, it's never easy. And for some people it's not easy at all, but it's like, like once you start thinking about those things, like what's, what's here beyond what's in my face right now. Um, I believe God, I believe the Holy spirit and ministry, like will lead people to the right direction. Obviously some, you know, go the other way, but it's like, I, I don't know. I, I, and I, I was just really impressed with his, you know, there's this, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be a universalist and say like, oh, all paths lead to one thing. But I appreciated yeah. the idea of like, like, OK, well, there's a bunch of us over here talking about spiritual stuff. Like if you're not doing this at all, like how do we get you from over there to over here? Um, so, no, I was I was really interested. So, I, you know, he was on a podcast with Russell Moore. I think that's where I got the quote from. And it was, you know, yeah, it was the same thing. It's just listening to other people, seeing how they do things and um, being interested, you know, and, and I appreciate people who can communicate in kind and graceful ways, you know, that doesn't always mean they're saying the, the right things necessarily. So it's like, I don't want to go down that path, but um, it's so rare, especially, <laughs> especially in the world of Twitter and, and social media where everything's a fight. It's like, like, okay, well, let's, let's listen to what he has to say. And it's and it's the thing too of like a lot of times in pop culture and you know the world at large with that people will say the right things at a for a season, and and you know it's hard to like discount the seasons before and after when they're actually in the right place right now. It's like um Russell Brand is surprisingly one of the mm. more vocal people about Christ like on TikTok and stuff right now, and that's just always like weird to me to come across i'm like because I, I see everything that's come before and i'm like okay i want to hear this <laughs> um right yeah i mean he's strange because you'll listen to him and, and on one hand you're like he is a crazy man and then like a minute later you'd be like uh, he's got a point <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's oh geez <laughs> it's like i have a friend who's a uh youth minister in the outer banks and um she got really into uh Kanye West gospel bubble, like when he was oh, doing his Sunday yeah. services and everything. And she banked her whole uh future validity of her plans and everything on like doing something Kanye focused. And then it's just like she's like, Oh, never mind. The bubble burst. And it's yeah. it's 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 a hard thing for people to like uh, people in a public spot like like that to maintain life let alone a healthy spiritual life um oh yeah no and i've and i've got a kanye post like way down there when he was running for president and it wasn't you know i wasn't endorsing kanye so to speak but it was you couldn't ignore his his passion and the things he was saying and then you know as of late it's like oh no i hope nobody like nobody sees this <laughs> don't dig too kanye deep post down there. right yeah. yeah don't don't scroll too far down you're gonna find some stuff <laughs> um on on some pop culture stuff uh i like being a geek that i am i love seeing like you know your crossover stuff into stuff like your all-star superman post was you know fantastic you have like a whole liturgy of ted lasso stuff um mm. what's your what's your favorite uh like fictional or pop culture thing you've done uh yeah I tr so i try to branch out a little bit into the things i'm watching it's it's really interesting to me when pop culture is able to say things better than you know the, the church sometimes like like that like that all-star superman thing i was like that one's been in my mind forever because it's always annoyed me i'm like how do we have a billion billions of dollars in dc property on the big screen and this scene isn't there like this is you know it's like like it was handed to you like, hey, hey, here's this moment from the comic books, you know, that that's beautiful. And there's a bunch of those, you know, Captain America's speech from Civil War, you know, where he talks about truth and you got to plant yourself in the I think I actually drew that one. Um, you know, there, there's all these moments and in, in scenes and I'm it's always frustrating me that they're not on there. So, uh, you know, so I'll go back a little bit like I'm basically a, a comic book nerd from the 90s. So I got really into comic books. I remember the first one that I got, which I wish I would have held on to all of them, but I got the issue 300 of Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, where he's wearing the black suit and Venom's right. starting to come around. Like um, my brother got me into that. And then all through the 90s, I was a huge collector. I, you know, when 
Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld and all them split from Marvel and created Image. Like I had the first Spawn and I had the first uh, Savage Dragon and Max and, you know, all these other comics. So I, I kind of grew up with them. You know, I was influenced a lot of them. Uh, the art really kind of drew me in. That was the thing that got me on comics. So um so I'm not, you know, as of now, I'm not like a huge comic reader. I kind of read the big things, you know, it's like I know Flashpoint and Crisis on Infinite Earths and the crossovers and whatnot. So I'm, I'm pretty familiar with them. I'm not not as hardcore, but um, but I'm always impressed because it's, you know, the comics do a really good job of having these moments that you catch that are really beautiful and really say something. And they just, you know, it's 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 amazing that you'll read something in a, in a comic book and it impacts you in a certain way, you know, like when the end of flashpoint, when spoiler alert, when, you know, when, when Bruce Wayne gets the letter from his dad, you know, from this alternate universe, like, Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Like it's, you know, so, so I, I, I try to incorporate those from time to time, depending on, you know, what, what they are. There's, there's definitely some where I'm like, I've got them in my back pocket. Like someday I'm going to, you know, <laughs> put this out there, but, um, I don't know. I enjoy doing some of those and they don't, they don't do as well, you know, with, with my audience and the people that show up, but it, but it's who I am, you know, these are the things that's influencing me. So I kind of try to share them with uh, people that are out there and, and the people that respond to it, but, you know, respond really well. So it's, it's worth it. I think. Well, those do well with uh, like those specific do well with my audience. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> like, cause I, when I, you know, I'll share your stuff often and just when I, I was like, Oh, yep, this will be gold. Like the people flip out over that. Um, but, uh, you know, comics can be such a powerful medium for like solid text. Um, but you know, it's, you know, Hollywood picks up a lot, but ignores a lot of the quality of things as well. Um, just for a recommendation. Cause you know, I know you're busy and you've got plenty of stuff to put in your own uh, bandwidth um, for an interesting read um, that is like spiritually, not say challenging, but one of those, I've never thought of it like that. Boom Studios um, might be five years ago now, put out a book called Judas. Um, Okay. It's a four issue comic. You can pick the whole thing up in graphic novel format. If I wasn't going to knock something over, I'd reach over and grab it off my bookshelf. Um, But, uh, and like, you're like, uh, so there's a bulk of Christianity that believes like, just for context sake, that uh, when Christ died, that for the three days, you know, there's a chunk of Christianity that says, oh, he was in hell those three days. Like, that's, it's not everybody's standpoint but uh uh so the book the the judas comic book follows judas dies judas arrives in hell um judas is standing side by side with satan watching the crucifixion wow and while satan gives a sales pitch see just god used you like a tool like you zip like he's doing this but then christ arrives in hell for the three days while he as he's dead and judas is with him having conversations the whole three days um and it's just an interesting like the you know it was one of those like i was trepidatious to read it but like i wept dude it was like Hmm. um but like i'm not saying the book's good theology across the board but uh when you get down to uh the crucifixion and when you get down to the resurrection and Judas's thoughts after Christ returns, gold, like I wept. Um, wow. Okay. Um, I'll have to but, check that out. But one of the neatest depictions, uh, and it's one of those things is like, I've never seen anything in a Christian book do it as well. Um, and the, the people that wrote it might've been believers, but uh, there's a thing that while, you know, we know that Christ took the sins of mankind on himself there's a visual depiction of that like in Judas, like while those three days, like he died, but like the three days he was amassing the sins. uh, And there's a visual depiction of that. I was just like, that's horrible, but beautiful. Just wow. But it's just, it's some of those things that can be like just good visuals. And I love, that's one of the things I love about what you do is that it can take a solid quote, but once you add a nice little visual to it like i think it becomes more solid um with it and i it's one of your ted lasso things are some of my favorite things because i'm a as of late just been a big 
Ted Lasso fan of <laughs> now. Are you a, a fan or did you just enjoy the quotes or for no, Ted? no, I'm a, I'm a fan. I, I will admit I haven't seen the third season. I'm almost like not ready for it to be over. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like there, no, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I mean, I think, you know, it, the, the only unfortunate thing is it's like, I wish I could show it to my kids, but there's still, it's still a little rough. But there's so many good moments. It's and it's almost like 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 he's a superhero of this like insane optimism and these like this challenging environment. And it's there, yeah, I, I love that show. It's like, man, I wish we could get I wish we could get more coaching that looks like this. I mean, having having coached youth sports and been involved in a lot of youth sports and stuff like that, especially, it was like like this is what coaching should look like. And yeah, I mean, I could, uh, gosh, I could do quotes all day from Ted Lasso or, or whole scenes, you know, it's, it's, yeah, shows, the show's amazing. They did such a good job with it. And like, I know the, what you're saying about not wanting it to end. And there, that's one of the things I hate terrible endings. Like if, if you've made a great product and it has a bad ending, it just kind of sours the whole experience for me. Um, they end well. So, yeah, I, you know, honestly, I was waiting for that because it's like you. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you get your heart broken, like lost broke my heart. The yeah. MCU is breaking my heart. Like, so I was like, uh, I don't know if I can do this. I'm going to wait. We'll see what people say. And if they're like the Matrix broke my heart, don't even get me on that one. Um, but yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm going to wait and see what people say about this. If they're like season three takes a dark turn or something. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just skip it. I'll just leave it as it was. <laughs> Season three definitely has its um, speed bump moments of like, I don't know if we need to be doing this. Um, mm. uh, no, no spoilers, but there's a there's a few episodes that focus on a character that seems moderately irrelevant, um, like mm. a new character. And it's just like, why are we on this when we could be on this? Um, and but there's man, there's some of the best stuff in the whole show is in three um but it, oh, it, wow. it, it ends really well um but yeah so that's a. Uh, I did a piece recently on um without much of spoilers of anything just uh like focusing on nate after season two mm, um i don't okay. want to say any more than that for your sake but uh and because that was really good because you know i you know everybody had a bad taste for nate at the end of season two and i had a my I have some teenage daughters that have watched it with me and um, like uh, we got some Ted Lasso mystery figure packs, like the little blind mm-hmm. bags. And um, like they were trying to get Danny Rojas and uh, they ended up getting Nate. And oh no. And my kids were like, you just throw it away. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and I was like, you know, and I, I was even telling them and I was like, do you guys really think Nate's not going to get a redemption arc? And they're like, well, I don't care. <laughs> and Wow. And so, like, I kept that figure, and that actually kind of that little Nate figure kind of became the focal point with that. But just of like how quickly we are to throw people away before they get a chance for a redemption arc. Um, but you know, right. it's but it's such a solid thing. So I loved seeing that with you. Um, you know, I know you said you've got a folder, you know, of a thousand of things. Are there any other pop culture mediums that you just are kind of you would really like to do at some point? Huh. Well, you know, a lot of it goes off of what I consume. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I read comics, you know, my, my thing with comics is I, I do a lot of them through the library app, you know, they give you like five checkouts a month. So I, yeah. I kind of slum a lot of my media where it's like, Oh, I get to watch this thing from five years ago or you know, read this thing that came out 10 years ago. So slowly catching up, but um no you know life's kind of busy right now so it's like i really you know i i can i can watch the occasional marvel movie which which i don't do anymore thanks marvel but um you know i try to catch the shows that that actually means something so you know like uh uh what's the new one on netflix it's the the manga that they just did is it one Uh, one piece one one piece like i've heard really good things about that so i'll watch that i really enjoyed the League of Legends one that was on Netflix, um, Arcane. Yes, yeah, that was fantastic. That was that was so beautifully well done. Like what? Like it was an amazing story and action movie, and you know, just the whole thing from start to finish was like that was another one where I was like hitting episode seven or eight. Like I don't, I don't want this to stop. <laughs> like I'm going to be really sad when this is over. So, 
Um, you know, and there's, yeah. So I don't have a lot to pull from a lot. A lot of what I get is from, uh, pastors, you know, social media, things like that, probably cause that's, you know, a fair amount of what I consume. So, right. um, and then, you know, right now I'm in a more of a creation mode than a, than a consumption mode. So it's, it's kind of hard to, to pull a lot of it. So there's still some, you know, I try to pull some classic literature stuff. I have like a Fahrenheit 451 post on there. At some point I'll have a Moby Dick or a Count of Monte Cristo. I was about thing. to say, so please I, do Count of Monte Cristo. If you're going classic literature, there's so much good stuff in that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's one of those enduring classics that I, I just haven't gotten to yet that, that I need to. That and Don Quixote, I try and put in my rotation every few years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's unfortunate because I don't, I don't know if people are reading those quite as much anymore. I mean, They're we not. were forced to in middle school, but I don't, I don't know if they have to read them anymore. Unless there's a new adaptation of it on like a streaming platform or something, people are less likely to do it. So I, and one piece wasn't worth it, worth it. It was really well done as far as the live action. So, um, okay. Um, I hope you, I hope that's good for you when you get there. Um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> my, and that's literally the thing I just worked on yesterday was, uh, um, my kids and I watched the live action, but we had already started the anime and the animes, uh, we're on episode 80 something, but it's 1075 episodes. Wow. Okay. That's, <laughs> and that's a so lot. It is a lot. And it's, it's intimidating and like it's too much to grasp and so that's actually what i wrote about it's just like the stuff you can't comprehend i was like because i told my kids no for like, at least five years of like no we're not watching one piece because it's too big um but like by the time if we even finish this series i might have grandkids by the time my oldest wow. is 15 but i could have grandkids by the time we finish that show that is wild i mean that's kept me from a lot of things because it's you know pretty quickly things pile up like i've never seen breaking bad like i just i never got into it and then now it's like oh eight there's like some 60 episodes and it's like i can't uh, you know i can't get into it i don't know it's like it's overwhelming you know i never saw Battlestar Galactica or some of these other ones that were like these are really good you got to watch them it's like uh it's too late i can't i can't even start like a 64 episode show like oh it's so intimidating it was it was that way for me for i think uh clone wars and rebels um and avatar the last airbender all of those but that was the pandemic for us was like mm. all the shows that we didn't have time to watch before we did that um, there you go and so i i will say again not i know your plate's full if you get the opportunity to watch breaking bad I recommend it, but I but it comes with the caveat of you also need to watch Better Call Saul, um, <laughs> um, and that's its own five season show. So, oh wow, okay. Um, but where Breaking Bad is good and groundbreaking, and it got better as it went. Better Call Saul, which is the prequel, sort of, because um, it also goes after Breaking Bad. It kind of sandwiches it. Um, because the dude had learned through the whole process of breaking bad better call Saul starts better like really it starts it starts at peak breaking bad and just goes all the way through um wow okay and then they made a movie to go after it as well so it's two series <laughs> in a movie um all right so to ask you this like do you do you ever times feel like uh you know i know you said you're hasn't at times to even label it a ministry do you feel like you've arrived in any kind of status with this like do you feel like accomplished do you feel successful or do you still feel like this is your awkward hobby and some people like it you know it's uh, yeah i like the well i would say two things um like arrive definitely not but what it has done is it's built in an art discipline in me that I've never had before. Like I've always kind of been a drawer. I've always been like above average in drawing, you know, like, like I'm the guy that goes on the whiteboard and like draws the things or I'm the, you know, and it, but it was always just this sideline thing and doing this and getting on social media and getting reaction made it more of a, a, a habit than a hobby, so to speak. So it was more like, all right, now I'm doing, I'm churning out stuff on a schedule and things are going. And um, so in that sense, you know, kind of moving from the amateur to the professional um, it's been really good in that sense. Uh, as, as far as having influence and whatnot, like I'm kind of, I'm a little happy not 
having as much influence because that comes with a lot of responsibility, you know, and I and I feel that when I when I put out a post and I'm saying something and I get a fair amount of pushback and it's like, oh, maybe I didn't consider this correctly or maybe maybe I should have researched this a little more, you know, so it's like I I want to be humble enough to where I recognize that I'm like, I don't have the answers. Like I'm putting this stuff out here and it's more like me learning openly and we're doing this together than it is me like throwing information to you and you're, you're absorbing it. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I, I enjoy keeping it small. You know, the money aspect from sketchy sermons has never been, you know, like, like I said before, I, I work during the day, I have a web development company, so I've never needed sketchy sermons to be, you know, a living or a thing that, that I generate income from, um, or, or derive value from. Um, but it just kind of like wound up doing that. Um, and so it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's a weird position. I'm still in that awkward middle stage of trying to figure out like what it's going to become. Um, and that's why I still call it the experiment. You know, <laughs> I should call it a ministry experiment instead of an art experiment. Cause I do, there is a focus there. That's not art, so to speak. Like I'm using art to propel a message, but, um, without the message, it's just pictures, so to speak. So I probably need to reframe how I say that. Maybe I will. Uh, we'll see. I don't know um, if I answered your question. I think nope, I wandered. That was off. great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, on like a sales point, uh, I know you make stickers. Do you sell any of your other sketches or anything, or like what's your actual sale like for stuff? I I used to. So so after I finished the, I'm I'm in a couple of really big book projects. When those are done at the end of this year, next year I'm really interested to in getting into more production of things to, to sell. Not necessarily because it's, you know, from the money aspect, I just enjoy it. I enjoy figuring out the product and how to package it and how to ship it out. You know, if it, like if you've ever ordered anything from me, it's like, you know, a sticker, right? Like I've, I've ordered stickers from people and you literally get like the white envelope with a single sticker in it. And it's like, well, well, thanks. And so I try to make it a little more interesting. You know, I've got a thank you card and I try to include postcards and extras and, you know, make it look nice. So I really enjoy that aspect of it. Um, for a while there, I was printing my own envelopes. So when you get something, there'd be a sermon sketch note on the back of it, which, which I always thought was cool. So it's, so yeah, I, I enjoy the product making part, so to speak. Um, and that's been, that's been really enjoyable for that. So I don't know, we'll see next year. Um, yeah. So as of right now, all I do is stickers just because they're the easiest thing. It's like, they're easy to ship. They're easy to, to produce. They're easy to, to package. Uh, I did sell art prints for a while, like the 11 by 17. And those are more difficult to <laughs> the shipping is what gets you. Um, and especially on the store. So it's like, I run my own store, the software. And then once you get into shipping, anything above an envelope internationally or outside of the country, it just, it becomes a nightmare. So just to keep things simple, I was like, all right, let me, let me tone it back down to stickers or things that'll fit in a five by seven envelope. And we'll explore all these other things at some later date. Uh, just because it's in my wheelhouse, I know it's not everybody's. Do you have it in the intentions of ever doing cons? I've thought about it. I don't, I don't feel like I have a product at the moment. Like I'd really kind of want to, uh, branch out but the you know i've definitely seen some youtube videos and, and your stuff as well where it's like like a lot of independent artists seem to make the the vast majority of their money from cons and i just i never even knew that was a thing like i'd always heard of comic conventions i've just yeah. never had never been but um yeah that's definitely something i'm interested in and in looking into more um you know, when I'm done with this current book, with all the other for sure. Yeah, I, don't, I, I should because I think you 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 go to you're up in Richmond, right? Like you're not even that far away. I'm in so should, I'm in Lumberton, but I go to Richmond, so like okay, I, I I go wherever that I can make manageably go. Um, okay, I've done the whole southeast, like from Virginia to Florida, and I've done San Diego and some spots in between. So, um, oh, interesting. Likes. Yeah, I'll need to piggyback with you sometime. Like, hey, Hector, are you going to this one? Because <laughs> I'm going to just show up. Feel, feel free, bro. Um, okay. I'll, I'll be I'll be in Richmond in uh, March. I'll have mm. a booth at GalaxyCon Richmond in March. Um, okay. But uh, just one thing I was going to say is like, uh, your I think prints would go really well at 
a con, even if you just did a limited run for con, because I know shipping prints is a nightmare. That's a, I used to have an art partner that just did, um, like almost painting versions of what you do, um, mm. but just the pop culture stuff. So that he do like a, uh, a pop okay. culture scene with a verse reference, like that kind of mirrored it. Um, and like shipping his prints was a nightmare. And I was like, never mind, just kid. And I don't, I wouldn't say I make any like vast majority of any kind of funds from doing it, but I feel like my reach and impact is more impactful in the con world than online. Um, Interesting. Okay. I I feel like the vast majority of my ministry reach is at shows um, because they'll give me chances. Like it's literally talking about the, the gospel and, what people enjoy entertainment wise with people all day long. So I feel like a, hmm. it's a, it's a better in-person conversation than something you scroll past. Um, yeah. Cause it's not as visually appealing, but it is a good conversation. So, but it's hmm. every, everybody's got their mediums and yours is definitely p- functional and well done on Instagram. So it's like, you know, but I think you would do well at a con especially at the right con, even if it was like, I know they're not as big, but cons that are ministry focused um, would like you, you'd have a great reach with that as far as like good connections. Um, I didn't even know there was a thing. There's cons out there that are just like ministry focused. Yeah. Um, So like uh, uh, there's one uh, and and here's the thing. And you, I think you'll understand this Um, all church content and media content isn't always good content. <laughs> um, <True. laughs> uh, it can be well-meaning, but poorly executed. Um, right. And sometimes that happens for church cons or things like that. Um, but like, for instance, uh, the Christian comic art society is, has a con this weekend, which, uh, as we're recording this, it's mid September. Um, uh, has a con this weekend in California called uh Alpha Omega Con. And hmm. uh or uh there's some there's some folks like Love Thy Nerd will do LTN con or uh there's there's one I think it's just Fate Con in Virginia this in two weeks or something like that. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. Um and so like for those like for me I'm putting like uh when I'm at a con, it's usually not a ministry con because I'm trying to be like that little corner of salt and light and encouragement in there. But like, yeah, I think your stuff would go well in that in a normal setting or in a ministry setting. So uh, interesting. Last question uh, I have for you is this: um, like, uh, in no in no way, shape, or form, I was saying the stuff you do is a joke. Prior to this question. Um, <laughs> I have like there's a a thing among uh musicians like you might have a grammy you might have uh an emmy or you know something like that as a musical accomplishment but did you get a weird owl parody um like i heard i was mm. watching an interview where artists were saying were you relevant enough to get a weird owl parody um and like that he was that that's a badge of honor um like i don't even know if this question is just telling you this people talk about you and your work in a pastoral circle um like i'm at pastors conferences and ministry conferences all the time and they talk about your stuff like it's the weird owl accomplishment <laughs> they're like um they'll say yeah um i've i've heard pastors in different communities say yeah i just want to get on sketchy sermon level like i oh <laughs> funny <laughs> like i want to say something that gets me a sketchy sermon moment um and uh like even with my i work with a pastoral team so like uh there's we have three church locations and but we have seven pastors that like write together we pray together we write all the messages together and somebody might be speaking differently like and and when we come across stuff that's like that's that's the point we need to drive home like like that gets like highlighted as our sketchy sermon stuff in our platform just like because it's the takeaway we want people to have. Um, so I just want to encourage you just from like my end of world. I know it's not that much of a, like my bubble's a small bubble per se, but uh, you make an impact with what you're doing and I appreciate it. 
<laughs> so. Wow. Thanks. No, I, I really appreciate that. It's a, uh, you know, there's time, you know, like any artist, there's times where it's like, what am I doing? You know, like, is this even, <laughs> is this even a thing? And then, you know, somebody will say something or somebody will share a drawing I did of them from like years ago or a year ago and be like, Oh, I remember when this happened. And it's such a humbling um, ex experience for me. I mean, it's, you know, it's like, I, it's because it, 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 it's so weird, right? Like I draw people and then I tag them and they don't know what's coming. You know, it's such a strange <laughs> thing. There's definitely times where I'm like, like, is this the right thing? Am I doing this correctly? But so, no, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. I'll, I, I do take that to heart. You know, I try to be really careful when I draw people and that, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's from an encouraging place. That's one reason why I've never, people will be like, well, why don't you draw this guy saying this ridiculous thing and whatnot? And it's like, oh yeah, no, I'm not interested in using my time or platform to bring anybody down. You know, yeah. it's like, we, we could talk about ideas all day long, but like to, to draw a person with the intent of like making fun of them or making them feel bad is, is not something I'm interested in. So, cause it um, would be incredibly easy for you just to become a meme account. That's just mocking, but you've used your platform to build people up. And I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I couldn't, I, yeah, I couldn't handle it. You know, the, 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 <laughs> I just don't, I don't know. Some people love it. Like they love the attention and I, I don't think I could deal with it for sure. So uh, before we go, is there uh, anything of yours you would want people to check out or anywhere they should go to find more of your content? No. Well, the majority of it is uh, Instagram right now. So uh, I, I am a little bit on Facebook and, and Twitter as well. Things are a little slow right now. Um, but next year I'll be picking back up after after these projects are done. I've said no to some other ones so that I can you know get back to the account and, and to doing stuff. So um, no, no, just whatever the socials are or, or you can always reach me on my website, sketchysermons.com. Um, I'm pretty available on all those. So I just appreciate anybody who comes out and checks things out and free to answer questions or whatever else. Sweet. Well, thanks for taking your time to talk with me today. It was really great to talk to you. And, um, uh, so, uh, thanks to everybody for joining with us for you know, taking time to listen to Paul and what he's doing. Check out his content at his socials, as well as his website, buy some stickers, uh, when he, whenever he has time to ship them when, <laughs> and, uh, uh, make sure you check out, remember, this is part of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. You'll be able to hear it here first, and uh, you'll be able to also find other podcasts and interviews and things like that as well from there and LTN Radio. And you can check out more interviews at lovethynerd.com slash faith and fandom. Also, if you want to check out any of the messages or stuff from the books, you can head over to faithandfandom.org, and there's... 160 geeky devotionals over there that you can check out as well um so thanks for listening and i hope you all have a great day